When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that up, we though? do? Uh, we get a people! Yes! Yes! They want! The people want to see Killer yes. Mike on this program. That's exactly what they're going to get in mere minutes. Run. Killer Mike joins us. But we start. With the buzz around the world of sports, it all has to do with Kevin Durant and his trade request and what team is he going to go to? Are the Nets going to keep him? Who's got a package for him? He says that he wants to go to the Suns or the Heat. Jalen Rose, what is going on with Kevin Durant? So here's what should be going on. And I wish I would have paid attention more in Spanish when I was in high school. One of the dumbest things I ever did was drop Spanish and said, I'm never going to Spain. That was one of the dumbest things in my life. I wish I could say this in multiple languages right now. I wish I could say this in Chinese. I wish I could say this in Spanish. If you're the Nets, do not trade KD. Hmm. Let me repeat. If you're the Nets, do not trade KD. Don't panic. He has multiple years left on his contract. He's still one of the elite players in the game. He just saw the Golden State Warriors win the championship this past year. He's going to be as motivated this offseason, this coming season, as any player in the league. Kyrie's still under contract. So is Ben Simmons. So is Joe Harris. So is Seth Curry. I think you don't panic and you stay pat. I've been telling you, I would have made sure that James Harden Kyrie Irving and uh, and KD would have at least played one playoff series together. I would not, I I know James was shutting it down. He even missed a game because he said he had a bad hand. But now that all of these people that I just mentioned are still under contract, led by that guy right there, you do not move them. So let's talk about some phone calls, Jacoby. You look down at your phone. Who can call you with one player in exchange for KD? Well, there's a few, but none of those players are going to be on the table. So there is no sort of like true one-for-one Kevin Durant trade that's going to be on the table. There isn't. Well, it, it has to be family because when you're trading one of the top three players on anybody's list in the game, you got to give me a guy that made this year's All-Star game and will make the next five All-Star games. Not no one-time All-Star not, not, not no plus one. You need somebody that's really about to. KD about to average thirty this year on 50, 40, 90. Like you don't move that. And I'm trying to tell you, unless they're talking about moving Giannis, which they're not, they're not. I ain't moving it for nobody, nobody, nobody. You see Miles uh, Blackman, uh, 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 Spike Lee at a Nets game. No body. 
So, Mr. Rose, <clears throat> he has requested a trade. Apparently, the, the Knicks are working, I mean, the Nets are working with Rich Klein in order to make that happen. So, it sounds like there needs to be a real conversation if you want him to show up in training camp. How do you handle that if you are Steve Nash, Sean Marks, and the Nets? I'll tell you another secret. I might have Rich Kleiman and Sean Marks numbers in my phone. And I'm gonna tell you something, family. I could orchestrate a three-way if they need to. And here's what the conversation needs to be. Are they gonna get Giannis in return? If I don't hear that, okay. Well, can I get Booker and Aiton in return? Okay, I can't do that. Can I get Jimmy and Bam in return? Okay, well then we can't do that. So there is, so if you're a contending team, you're gonna have to give up too much of what you already have to acquire him. And if you're a lottery team, you're gonna have to gut the team so much he's gonna be unhappy to be there. That's why wild cards come into play like Toronto. Mm -hmm. They have multiple assets, multiple players. They got a terrific GM and they'll just roll the dice with my guy Masai Ujiri, who's arguably the best in the game. So, like, these teams that everybody glamorizing about KD getting traded to, that would be awesome for him. And I wish him the luck landing where he hopes to land. But if I'm the Nets, you think I'm going to trade him to the Warriors and not get Steph in return? <laughs> well, I'm Warriors, not going to be able to do it. The, the Warriors have been discussed as a potential landing spot. You know, there's some packages that they can put together Man, with please. some young players and some picks Man. and whatnot. Could you see Kevin okay. Durant? returning okay. to the Warriors of all places. Let me name some people, and I want you to tell me. Um, Wiggins was an all-star this year for the first time. Mm -hmm. That might be the only time he make the all-star game. Let me say that in a different language. That might be the only time he make the all-star game. Same language. Next thing, Kaminga, Wiseman, Poole, they make the all-star game this year. So we can't talk about KD. And ain't no guarantee each of them going to make the next four or five years. So there is no path for me. You got to give me an elite player. I need Giannis. I need Luka. I need Ja. I need, uh, if, you, if, if Minnesota's on the phone, talk to me about Cat and Anthony Edwards. Like, that's what I'm going to need in return for Kevin Durant. So I... Don't see this happening this offseason because if you're the Nets, also, why rush? And let me tell you one other thing. While we're right now, by the way, I just got double boosted. Let me tell you why. I see the coronavirus cases are going up in different places. This is important to the Nets. Why? Because Kyrie Irving was a player that didn't play last year during home games because he wasn't vaccinated. I bring that up because we're going to talk so much and people have talked so much about the games that Kyrie has missed. Over the last three years, David Jacoby. KD has missed more games the last three years than Kyrie has. He's 34 years old, still a terrific player. You don't rush to move him with years left on his contract. Well, we'll be, we'll be discussing Kevin Durant a lot this summer, something tells me. But there's something that you love, Jalen. You love when a star player stays in one uniform for their entire career. And it looks like that's what Dame Lillard wants to do with the Portland Trailblazers. Signed a two-year, $122 million extension that keeps him in Portland through 2027. What does this deal tell you about where his head's at, where this franchise is at? Well, first off, it tells me Chauncey Billups was a great hire. 
And as you start looking around the landscape of the NBA, you're noticing so many former players are having an impact on what's happening with these franchises, not only wins and losses, but just the being able to speak the language, being able to nurture young players, being able to uh, consistently be a responsible voice for veteran players. Because if Dame don't like the coach, he leaves. Because they ain't a contender. Mm. They ain't a contender. And so I know it's easy to look at the money and say 122. If you're Dame Dollar, you can find a way to get that bread somewhere else if you really, really want to. So I applaud that he's going to stay loyal to the Portland situation, and you're right. I do applaud that. I've, I pre they're, they're having a really good offseason so far, of a couple of really good signings. So, I, again, the West is just so stacked, Jacoby, but it's good to see Dame getting paid. I hope to see him healthy and hope to see him back playing all NBA basketball. We got to get him back on the show. We gotta I know he got some show. sort of mixtape coming out. Yeah, I know he got some sort of mixtape coming out this offseason. We got to get our guy back on the we'll show. We'll get him on the show. Well, we had the finals, then we had the draft, and right now we're already in the thick of Summer League, and some of those players that were drafted very high are making impressions. No one was drafted before Paolo Bancairo, and he has looked like a true number one pick. We're going to go through some of these rookies. What do you think about Paolo and his fit and his look in Summer League? So let me just talk about Paolo's offensive game. And what I mean, like, his body type, his aggression, his ability to, like, get his shot off the dribble and a really good underrated passer for his body type. Like, when I'm watching him, he looked like, a lot like Michael Beasley. Like, he, mm. he, he really be hunting and being aggressive for shots. You know what I'm saying? And I like that. And you know what else he's showing me? He's a lot more athletic than I thought. He had a big block at the end of the game the other day. He had a 360 dunk during that game with two hands. He's a lot more athletic and better shooter off the dribble. So I understand, as we talked about going into the draft, why if you wanted to quote-unquote try to play it safe, Paolo ended up being that guy representing Seattle, and he's doing a terrific job in summer league. Well, one of the players that wasn't quote-unquote playing it safe was Chet Holmgren. Such a high upside. We've had the whole Chet Holmgren experience so far in Summer League. Sometimes he looks like the best rim protector you've ever seen. He's dribbling with seven feet, leading the break. And other times he's getting pushed around. Jalen, what do you think about what you've seen from Holmgren so far? i talked to you so many times about players who change their body types and become terrific players. We're going to continue to look at Luka and Zion right now. But what about the players who got stronger, like a Kevin Durant, like a Steph Curry? I think what's going to happen with Chet, when you see him now, yeah, he has a chest like he's in sixth grade, but he's going to grow into that. And he has so many attributes, however, that you can't teach. Number one, like he has great court instincts, like his ability to help him recover and pay attention to like guys' strengths and weaknesses on the fly. I've been enamored by that. And just playing like grab and go, get a defensive re get a block, get a defensive rebound, go coast to coast, make a play for himself, make a play for a teammate, and obviously rim protection, three-point shooting, like the sky's the limit for his potential. He clearly, I ain't gonna say clearly, but like because my guy Jaden Ivy's been balling for my Pistons. But like amongst those bigs in particular, like Chet has like the superstar upside amongst he, really the, uh, he and Paolo and, and Jabari Smith Jr. to me. Well, if you want a chance to see Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bencaro go head-to-head, -head, you get that tonight. The number one and the number two picks 
will be playing Ooh. in that middle game in a triple header all on ESPN Ooh. tonight. You don't want to miss that when the New York Knicks will also be playing the Trailblazers. While we talk about the Pistons, they go oh, We're going to talk about the Pistons right now, Jalen Anthony Rose, because the two top picks okay, of the Pistons have looked good. Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran. Mr. Rose, what have you felt as you watch these two young men don your uniform? To be honest with you, I was on the phone with the Taylor yesterday. And how I feel about these Pistons, I got to be looking good at these games because they about to be putting on the show. <laughs> that, that, that's Jaden Ivey. You can't stay in front of him. You cannot stay in front of him. He, I, I, he's looking sometimes like a Westbrook body type to me as a young player. Sometimes he's looking like a jaw body type to me. But his exp- a, 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 a John Wall sometimes mm. to me, like he, he, the sky's the limit for what he's going to be able to create for himself as a teammate. And look at Jalen, the number 13 pick, hanging all on the rim. You know we love our big guys in Detroit, like Bill Lambeer <laughs> and Bong, Ben Wallace. You know, he's just going to fit right in with his physicality, his shot blocking, and he got an underrated handle. You know, I was watching him the other day. I'm like, you know what? He got a chance to be like a Bam out of bio a little bit. Like he got a handle oh, okay. going behind his back. Oh, he got the shoulders I'm like, working. I'm like the young fella got game. Yeah, yeah, working. yeah. He got some with, with that thing. It is time for you to tread very carefully because it is the don't get fired topic of the day. And now, the don't get fired topic of the day. We're very serious journalists here at Jalen and Jacoby, and uh, we have no idea if this following story is actually true. However, that's not going to stop us from talking about it, because apparently here's what happened. (laughs) Zach Wilson, quarterback of the Jets. Him and his girlfriend broke up. Apparently, according to rumors, his girlfriend started dating his friend and roommate from BYU. And then she posted on Instagram after she was called a homie hopper that the true homie hopper is Zach Wilson, because Zach Wilson, wait for it, Slept with his mom's best friend. Jalen Rose, if you're a Jets fan, does this make you feel better or worse about Zach Wilson heading into his second year on Gang Green? I, 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 wish, I, wish, this, I wish this topic was cultural or regional. But, but here's why, though. The sleeping with the mother's friend part. Mm. Like, that, that's just nope, something nope. That, that, that's just something that's like, that's just something that's like taboo. You know best what I mean? That, that, that's... And, and, no, 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 no so, we so, can't so do the that. that for no. people that look now, like you, those become aunties. For people who look like me, it's the mom's best friend. Correct. So this is essentially him sleeping with the auntie. Correct. That's the difference right there. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes. Like, that's auntie, her kids is cousins, they kids, kids is cousins, and then the black Producers family like, mushroom. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta go. He's like, you gotta go. Go to commercial. Go to commercial. <laughs> she started it. Killer Mike joins us in just seconds. Make sure you stay tuned. See Killer Mike. Run the jewels. Yankee and the Brave. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Coming to you live from Pier 17, the Seaport, brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, this gentleman who's joining us in the program has what now? Brains and bars! Killer Mike! <laughs> Joins the program. Thank, Thank you so much for taking man. the time. Appreciate you. I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you, man. Jalen Jacoby, it's always good to be back. We I are celebrating your <laughs> surprise release of the song Ooh, and video. Ten run. years. What an amazing release and project this is. What inspired you to create not just the song, but also the amazing visuals that accompany it? I'm never not kind of thinking of like raps, be they Run the Jewels or, you know, Solo Killer Mike thoughts. But the thoughts were there and you had the last couple of years not to do nothing. You know, we were supposed to go on tour Rage Against the Machine and it kept getting postponed. Finally, we go out in a couple of weeks with them. We'll be out until 2023 with them. So I just had a lot of time to kind of just want to scratch a creative itch that I had. And me and my right hand man, Cuz Lightyear, we were working on something in tandem and then, you know, I was like, I really want to get off a solo joint. And my man said, you know what, let's do it. And he A&R'd it. And, and man, when I remember when the beat for Run came, no ID did the beat. I remember when the beat came, me and Cuz were just like, oh man, we got to smash this. We got to tough this. And I'm proud that I can use my intelligence to edutain and not just entertain. Absolutely. And I've always appreciated your intellect, your leadership, and obviously your music because you're one of the dopest to do it. But one of the things I always appreciate about you is everything you do is thoughtful. Like an artist like yourself, when I hear your material or Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole, I'm like, they're not just trying to like give me a hot verse or a hot line. Like they're giving me a lifestyle. So can you take us behind the imagery that a lot of people are gonna see when they check out the video run? Yeah, when you look at the video run, I think it's important, you know, we've had for the last two years, I've had to endure very uh, politicians that we voted in because we assumed them smart, have a very stupid debate. And the very stupid debate has been about CRT. Well, CRT is something that's taught in law school. I talk about it on on my show, Love and Respect. I talk about how CRT is not, it's, it's, it's advanced even past college in terms of theory. And it talks about how systems are created or in place that annex blacks and other minorities out out of. We all have a shared history and ancestry here. And for me, I wanted people to know that blacks been there every step of the way. So there's a protagonist, a hero running through this video. And at first you think he's running from something, but he's not running from anything. He's running towards freedom. And his ancestors are behind him. Sojourner Truth is behind him. Shirley Chisholm is behind him. Fannie Lou Hamer is behind him. Frederick Douglass is behind him. Booker T. Washington is behind him. And um, it's a very entertaining thing to watch. It's very cinematic. And what I like most about it is at the end of the video, just as if you were standing in the Louvre and you were watching beautiful art on the wall of the High Museum in Atlanta, you get an opportunity to experience the video then at the end as a painting uh, and a win, not a loss. So I have a question for you about um, your Atlanta Hawks. Because I remember two years ago, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. They were on the up and up. Trey Young was kicked down the buildings here in New York City. And uh, last year didn't really go that way. How do you feel about your Hawks right now? 
we're coming back. Like, I feel about the Hawks, man. How Falcons fans feel about the Falcons, man. How Browns fans feel about the Browns. You're not getting me to leave my wife. You're not getting me to leave the Atlanta Braves. And you're not getting me to leave the Atlanta Hawks. That's just not happening. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with him. I, Trey is definitely dope. I love what Collins has has, has grown into under the in the paint and um, I'm hoping that we get a small forward or shooting guard that really wants to turn up man and be and be, be in the lineage of the Michaels the Kobe's you know just the, the people that want greatness I think that Atlanta's a great city I think we have the makings potentially of a great team you know we might have we might have faltered a little bit last year but I'm pro Hawks everybody knows we know that that's never that's never gonna stop Absolutely. And before we let you get out of here, because you know there's so many different ways we can go with our conversation with you because you're such a renaissance man, I have to ask you, what's up with my guy LP? Where he at? Oh, Yankee man, in the brain. Where's my guy oh, at? Man, when we I gonna get another you, project? Laryngitis and COVID kicked our butts right at the end of the European tour. Right when he defeated laryngitis and we missed Birmingham, we were able to do Primavera in Spain, killed it. Then, man, COVID started kicking my man's butt. Then, I was supposed to do the Hollywood Bowl with Robert Glasper. I was excited about that. COVID jumped on my back. So let's all just say this. Because we've already seen the worst, please come out to the radio against Machine Show, which we're opening, because COVID can't touch us for the next six months, and we're going to be kicking ass all across the U.S. Yes, yes. Shout out to we LP, will man. be Go there. Brooklyn. Run the jewels. We will be there to represent, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us, family. All love and blessings. I will see you professionally at Greenwood Bank. I'll also see yeah. you when I'm doing charity work, eating wings at Blue Flame. I'll hit you up when I, I get down you, there. I got you, brother. We got to help New York mothers through nursing school. Love and respect. <laughs> <laughs> love, Thank you brother. so much, Killer Mike. We'll be back with more Jalen Jacoby. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Every single day on this program, we recognize another day that Brittany Griner is wrongfully detained in Russia, and she was celebrated at the WNBA All-Star Game yesterday. I love how the WNBA paid tribute to her, um, the league, the players, and it, it was admirable to see on that big stage. But also, more than a call to her wife has to be done. Like, I understand that she already pled guilty, and now she's in position to be in exchange. Hopefully that happens very soon. During the game, Sylvia Fowles in her final WNBA All-Star game and her final season, she got off a dunk the steal off too. Off yep. the steal too. She had a off three to start the game. Too. Bang, bang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Love that going coast to coast. She deserves it. Congratulations on a terrific career. Big shout to Killer Mike. Make sure you go check out his music. We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN2, 4 p.m. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen, we haven't done this for a while. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Shouldn't have left you without what, Mr. Without Brown? a dope pod to step to. We are back. We are to step to. We back. We are We're back. back. Jalen, I went on vacation. What up, though? 
And I told our podcast I listeners that I was going to be naked the entire vacation. And I wore some clothes. Every once in a while, we went to the pool or we went to go to dinner. But I was naked as, as often as possible. We had a plunge yes. pool. Yes. With, it was a secluded area. Yes. I, I, my wife went in the plunge pool yes. with a swimsuit once. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, hold on. Like, like it was <laughs> the first day? Like, what are you doing? Why are you wearing a swimsuit? This is our own private pool in our own private Here's location. what you should have did. Here's what you should have did. You should have Googled on your phone, Cube and Boys in the Hood saying, we got a problem here? We yeah, got a problem here? She just wasn't, she just didn't understand you know, three the, the kids assignment. At home, you getting in here with a bathing suit on? Yeah, yeah we're naked. This is, this is no, there's no one can see you. This is our own private area. Why would you wear a swimsuit? She apologized. And I'm planning for this. And I know and I know you've told her because you told us 150 yeah. times. You was excited. You couldn't wait. It was great. It was great. It was great to get away, just get some rest and relaxation. My kids were gone. They were with their auntie at the Dude Ranch, and they're coming back today. It's been, it's been great, and it's great to be back talking to you every single day about sports because I, I get that itch sometimes. You know what I mean? We, we haven't taken a week off in like four years. Sometimes I get the itch. I was like, I got to talk about Kevin yeah. Durant with Jalen Rose. You know? Exactly. I had a great time. I had a great time. It's good to be back. Mr. Rose, a couple things I want to discuss with you. You're well, adamant that the Nets shouldn't trade Kevin Durant, right? Adamant. But it Correct. seems like, it seems like that ship has kind of sailed. Seems like everyone was unhappy with the Nets last year. Nick Friedle was covering the Nets. He's like, everyone's unhappy. The, 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 the PR people are unhappy. The equipment people are unhappy. The front office is unhappy. The players are unhappy. The fans are unhappy. It just seems like an absolutely miserable experience from top to bottom in the organization. And, every, and, and that, to me, is why I feel like Kevin Durant wants to leave. And also, when you have, as we do this show, a young player like Cam Thomas being interviewed at Summer League and asked about Steve Nash coaching, he rolls his eyes and says, it is what it is. So that kind of adds to what you just said. And this is his first NBA team and experience. So mm-hmm. that, that speaks volumes to me. So, and, and by the way, when you're a youngster in that position and the team's, team doesn't reach his goal and you got future Hall of Famers on the squad and you got an MVP as your, as your head coach, like your job is to say less. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for him to be doing that, you know, that, 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 that uh, doubles down on what you are saying. But, but, but here's where cooler heads have to prevail. I got you under contract, dog. And I, I mortgaged a lot for this big two, Kyrie and KD, and even more for the big three of James Harden. And by the way, when we talk about young teams, I'm gonna always just muscle memory and say Houston. I love what they're doing. With that being said, um, now I'm not gonna do the exact same thing in reverse. How many playoff series did Harden play with Kyrie and KD? With both of them, zero. Yeah. How many how many playoff games did KD and Kyrie win this year? Zero. Did the Celtics get further without Kyrie with Marcus Smart at the point than they did with them? Yes. Did the Golden State Warriors win the championship before KD arrived while he was there and when he left? Yes. 
So the beautiful thing about sports is sometimes you got to show and prove. You got to put up a shut up. That, that's the beauty of this, right? And I, I do applaud like Kevin Durant looking around saying, I'm unhappy. And it takes courage to be, uh, it takes courage to leave a situation that you're unhappy, right? It mm -hmm. can be a relationship, it could be your friend, it could be somebody you went to high school with, it could be a family, whatever. Like, but, but, it, it, but since he says that, and it's awesome that he has the courage because he gonna take a lot of criticism whenever he go join another star. Like he thought he got criticism joining the Warriors, oh my goodness. Wherever he go right now, it's gonna be, oh my goodness. They, they gonna have him on, you gonna see memes of him on a banana boat with LeBron. You know what I'm saying? If, when he goes somewhere else. Like, the internet is going to go crazy. And so, like Jalen and Jacoby told y'all, if the Warriors win the championship, the person that's going to be trending is Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Like, we told y'all that. And so now, all of a sudden, he looks around and says, Ben Simmons ain't played, even though, you know, we acquired him in the second half of the year. Kyrie has one more year left on his deal. Nash is not going to win uh, Coach of the Year, likely, and probably is not going to go to the Hall of Fame as a coach. Based on what Cam Thomas said, I'm just going by what Cam Thomas feels. He, Because, by the way, I've been in that position. Do you know my rookie year, unlike Cam Thomas, I actually played for three different coaches. My rookie year, I played for three different coaches. Dan Issel. The, I believe he's a Hall of Famer out of Kentucky to score, the big guy. Um, he was dealing with some personal issues in his life, and he stepped down. And then Gene Littles became the coach. He was the assistant. Shout out to the OG Gene. And then Bernie Bickerstaff, who drafted me. He was the president, GM, and the coach, the father of J.B. Bickerstaff, now the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I, 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 And we still made the playoffs like them. And like them, we also got swept by the Spurs, who had the best record in the league. But you know what I wasn't doing that all season? Saying nothing. I wasn't saying nothing. Wasn't nothing to say. And so if you're the Nets, you look at that group and even he's under contract. And I like him as a player. He got potential as a scorer. And so I'm looking at my roster like we got Curry, we got Mills, we got Harris, we got Kyrie, Claxton still with like, I'm not trading KD, dog. So we can talk about it July 11th. We can talk about July 21st. We can talk about January 21st. I'm not going to be able to do it. Well, there's an interesting wrinkle to this as well. The Kyrie to the Lakers thing. Now, at Summer League, we're going to read way too much into what happens in the, stand in the stands at Summer League, as we already have with Ken Thomas's comments. But... LeBron James and Westbrook both attended the same Lakers Summer League game in Las Vegas. They both sat on opposite ends of the floor, were not sitting with each other, did not interact. Jalen Rose, question for you. Does this mean anything whatsoever? It definitely means something. And really? Let me give everybody some game. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm about to really go deeper into the box score and give you some pot exclusive. So, okay, uh, um, 
Somebody should, somebody could clip this, and this, this could become like real quality basketball material. You just ain't gonna get from nowhere. And it's and it's and it's starring Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Let me teach everybody something. For the last two years, those guys have been a fork in the road for me in a lot of different ways as um, somewhat aging future Hall of Famers flirting with top 75 performers that have ever done it. MVPs of this league, like, you don't just do that. You don't just average a triple-double like Russ did or just, like, be, you know, the most unique offensive weapon for years in Houston like James Harden did. So, like, I'm definitely going to put respect on what they accomplished. But here's where we go deeper into the box score. There's more to getting your money than the 48 minutes that happened during the game. You got to do something called being a professional. In the last couple of years, every time we showed James Harden in the offseason, he, he would look bigger, he looked like he was out later, and he didn't look like he was committed to the Rockets or the Nets. And I specifically said to you, Abe, with his body type, it's going to be hard for him to get healthy and blow by people because that's what made him special in Houston. In particular, when they changed the rules where he can't manipulate the officiating as well as he used to. And so he did the opposite. And what that does, when you go into the office and try to get paid in Philly, everybody's talking about James Harden taking a pay cut. He ain't really take a pay cut. You know what he did? He took a haircut. There's two different things. What he did is basically said, I can't get my long-term deal now. However, I'm gonna do everything I didn't do the last couple of summers to prove to you guys that I'm entering this season with a different mind frame. So when you now look at James Harden online, it is not an accident you see him in the Hamptons with the owner, Michael Rubin, at the white party. Mm -hmm. Don't think they ain't talking about business. They are. When you see him doing a video with Sam Cassell and Tyrese Maxey, you guys know that people have to get permission to post that stuff, right? You see James Harden doing his in and out dribble on the right side. Show, yeah, like the imagery ain't of him in Italy with Lil Baby when Lil Baby's getting arrested. No. That that ain't the imagery. He has to he has to he has to he has to reel it back in and Philadelphia says you got to do all of these things and you got a ball during the year and we got to do something in the playoffs and then we'll take care of you, dog. We'll take so care you, of you. So we'll you take always care of like the max money max years. But would you if you were James Harden, would you do sort of like a 2-year deal? This is what I mean by a haircut. Like, it'll still grow back. James Harden would love to do a two-year deal and extend the 40 he was going to get and add another 40 ounce to it. He would love that. The problem is the squad ain't going for that. I can't go for that. Oh, no. Well, no Daryl Morey says the contract talks are still that. in progress. Can't They're not finalized. But... You know, people are saying there's a two-year oh, deal. They're, they're saying it's a two-year deal, and uh, and it, it could be sort of like a best of both worlds. James Harden takes a very small haircut, as you mentioned, and he gets a sort of a he doesn't. And the the, the 76ers aren't saying 
we're committing 250 million to this person in five years. What they're doing is a turn that we call splitting the baby. You take some of the first years off, you, you take some money off of the first year, so we give you a second year. Can I say that any clearer? Mm -hmm. And so now what happens is he has two seasons of proving ground because they can look at him this time next summer and be like, dog, we got bounced in the second round. You know what I mean? You shot 40 from the floor, 30 from three. Like that, we can be having the same conversation next year. And so that's the opposite of Kyrie. Like everything that people saying about Kyrie has nothing to do with his game. Like he still show he has a lead at the game. Now let me bring in Russell Westbrook to this conversation. All three of those guys are at different points of their careers. We're talking about each of them for different reasons. So for Kyrie, it's still like top 10, top 12 player in the game. Don't get it twisted, everybody. Don't, 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 don't read too many tweets and stop watching the game. Like he a top 10 player from when I'm watching for sure. And so now here's Russ. He doing the same thing James Harden doing in a different way. If I'm gonna get over $40 million, of course I'm at Summer League, dog. Fly from LA, hang out with the crew, work out with the coaches. Of course I'm at Summer League, coaching these guys I may or may not even play with. That's being a professional. You see what I'm saying? And respectfully, the thing about Russ is if they would have won the championship, he would still be doing this. It's not phony. Like that's actually who he is. The, 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 the thing he isn't though, is seeing eye to eye with LeBron. Because GM LeBron, you trying to trade me, dog. Twice. And so it's hard in the last two for weeks. us to be 1,000. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, almost, it's almost hard for us to be 1,000 when two things occur. We want to be each other, or you think you can replace me. Like when my peer, cause in theory, the world sees LeBron James as the headline of the superstar, one of the top players of all time, because he is. But you know what Russ sees? A teammate, a peer. And it's like, dog, so you trying to have control over my career? So because of that, we can't be 1,000. And it's okay. Darvin Ham is hired to manage that, not LeBron, not Russ, because guess what they both gonna do? Because equally, both of them gonna make, what, $80 million to play basketball this year? Guess what both of them are gonna do when Lakers start having anything work out, involuntary, voluntary, uh, LeBron about to be taking his shirt off, doing backwards dunks. Like, you already know how this works. You know what I'm saying? The pressure gonna be on AD. That that's who the pressure gonna be on. I told oh, y'all they hired Darvin Ham. Never believe they hired this. Rashi Wallace for AD. You'll never believe this. Rob Plinka said that AD is in the best shape of his life and he's committed to coming back. Ding, he's ding. upset about last season. And Palinka says that he's he is just he's looking great. He's in the gym. Remember the AD that said he hadn't shot a basketball since like early April? Remember ding, that AD? Ding, 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 all of ding, a sudden ding, now we got uh -huh. a different AD. Two weeks later, apparently all he's doing is shooting basketballs and, and lifting weights and getting in shape. He doing he doing what he's supposed to do. Like I said, we're Harden, Russ. You see Kyrie at the WNBA games. 
You mm -hmm. see Kyrie at Summer League. Mm -hmm. When the team tells you you ain't invested, you got to show up. Them dudes showing us too much money. You seen Dame Dollar at Summer League? He like, I've been, like, uh, how much? Two years, 120? Like, what time we play? What time, what time the young fellas play? <laughs> I'll be there early. I'll be there. He might well, pop an edible or something. Just, I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not that Dame Dollar would do anything illegal. I'm just saying, for example. And Jaylen. so, like, man, they just doing what they supposed to do. Is Kyrie ever going to end up on the Lakers? After this season. After this season? Okay. Keep an eye on that. If you're the Raptors. Like, like, like why am I more? Why? why well, uh, you know what? If y'all going to send me AD for Kyrie, we can do that. They're not doing that. Lakers aren't okay, if y'all so 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 otherwise voicemail. You know what I'm saying? We you giving me another top ten, top twelve player or voicemail. Period. I'm Trey Reaver out here in the game. I'm Masai Ujiri. Like, you know, I I I uh I, I guess I shouldn't say what I ain't gonna be because somebody might replay this one day and I might be doing the Sam Presti. But <laughs> either way, I'll just say this. Right now, at the point that the Nets are. They're in win-now mode, and so are the Lakers. So if you want Kyrie Irving, you got to give me AD. Or ain't even nothing to talk about. Okay. Jalen, Baker Mayfield got traded to the Panthers. And let me say something about Baker Mayfield. I'm a big Baker Mayfield supporter. I can't believe that he got traded for, for such a low return. He was hurt last year. He didn't play well last year. He had a torn labrum in like week three. Played the entire season. When he's healthy, he was good two seasons ago for the Browns. I believe in Baker Mayfield, and I believe he's going to make the Panthers better. It's a great move for the Panthers. I think because they both got drafted in Cleveland with expectations and played quarterback, I do think some of Johnny Manziel's slander becomes a shadow for Baker Mayfield indirectly. Hmm. I truly believe that. And I've watched how both of those guys have been covered. And since they both won the Heisman, went to the same school, that type of thing. So I got a chance to like really watch and parallel them as everybody else has. And what happens is when Baker Mayfield makes a misstep or a bad decision on or off the field, it seems like it goes on Johnny Manziel's tab. It, 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 it really does. And, and so, like, it, it became like, oh, now he's in Cleveland, so we should win the Super Bowl. And then what happens is you can never in public go against what people don't like. You, let me say this correct. In Baker's case, he can't win for public consumption going against somebody that everybody likes, like Odell Beckham. That was a turning point for his reputation mm. because it's one thing for you not to be able to get along with whoever, but we love Odell. If you can't get along with Odell, something's wrong with you. And by the way, we saw Odell when he was with Eli, catching one hand, cover of Madden. But what we ain't saying is, like Odell was on that boat trip the week of the Packer game. He didn't win a playoff game with the Giants. He was doing all fours. 
and doing a fire hydrant thing. So there was both sides of the mercurial talent that could throw with both hands, that could dunk a basketball. Like he, he's a he's a wonderful athlete, and it, it was only right for him that he left, like Matthew Stafford in a lot of ways, and won the Super Bowl right from the jump with the Rams. So he then now winning the Super Bowl is almost like the Warriors winning it without KD. Now Baker's again trending for the wrong reasons. It's like, oh man, not only did Odell leave to go to the Rams, but he won the Super Bowl without you, Baker. That's like Jameis Winston in Tampa. It's like, you know, I did have 30 interceptions, but man, you know, I did throw 30, 35 touchdowns, and then you bounce and they win the Super Bowl the next year without you when Tom Brady come in. And so like that happens in sports. So I agree with you, but how about the how about his his number one receiver ain't too happy about Robbie you know, Anderson. him coming to Carolina. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, he, the he Jets. ain't too happy about it. He said no when yeah, it was first proposed that potentially Baker Mayfield could be there. <laughs> yeah. So he's gonna have yeah. some tells me they've already been on a text thread. Through. Some tells me they've already they've already smoothed that out. But Mr. Rose, a couple more things I want to hit on really quick. Number one, you care about statues and legacies and jersey retirements. Yes. Pau Gasol yes. says his Lakers jersey retirement should be upcoming season. Should the Lakers retire Pau Gasol's number? Always oh, thinking. For the pod listeners, I want you to know, Jalen Rose, sometimes he just got the answer real quick, breezes right into one of his diatribes, you know what I mean? But, but this one's got him thinking. Is Pau Gasol, is his well, number actually, forever going to be in the Raptors? Actually, actually, um, I was thinking, but here's what I was actually thinking about. I was downloading all of the reasons why I'm going to tell you absolutely not. Oh, oh, okay. Let me do some Pau Gasol that, research that, while that, you do that. 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 Okay, I, I'm talking about... You, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. He deserves oh. it because he played over 10 years with the Lakers. Yeah, he deserved it. He deserved no, it. Uh-uh, did he not play over it. 10 years with the Lakers. How many years did he play with the Lakers? How many years 2011, did he play with the Lakers? 2011, here we go. Start 2000. Seven, he was traded from Memphis, and he played through 2013. So that's seven seven seasons with the Lakers. No, not at all. Was never a candidate for MVP. Never nope. won MVP of the All Star game. Like was 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 never the best player at his position. Nope. Um, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. He did not as a not as a Laker. Absolutely not. And when when y'all get a chance, just look at the Laker. Yeah, correct. They got 33 up there, 32 up there, 24 up there, 8 up there. You know what I mean? The Jerry West, like, they got, like, I think if you you was telling me the Grizzlies were going to retire his jersey, I could see that because then you don't have the same sort of star power up there in those rafters. He can get a nice nice ceremony. He can have a night where he gets celebrated and we can be presenting with a nice gift. But I don't know if that jersey number is going to be Absolutely retired Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, don't, I, don't, I ain't mad at him for asking, but absolutely not. You mean he didn't hit? No. Not going to be able to do it. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad because I was, I was feeling the same way. <laughs> not going to be able to do it. I was like, Pagasol? Really? Not going to be able to do it. Not going to be able to do it. All right, good. And uh, John Morant said he would have cooked Michael Jordan if he played against Michael Jordan. Well, here's Ja's visual. AI crossing over MJ. Right, like that. Th- there is um, something to be said because there is a passing of the baton that always happens in the NBA. So 
if I scored on MJ, of course Ja would have scored on MJ. I played against him and had 20 plus in the game, multiple times. So I would think Ja Morant is clearly a better player than me. He should be able to like, you know, score the ball, play his game, be effective, you know, he, but however, the best player on both ends of the floor is still gonna be MJ. For sure. And the guy that got two separate three-peats is MJ. And so when everybody get confused about what made MJ great, here's Jalen's points in no particular order. Number one, he played basketball with his tongue hanging out. Number one, anytime you get a chance, try to walk, run, do anything with your tongue hanging out. It is virtually impossible. Number one. Number two, he was the best player in the league before he started winning championships. See, that, that's a major distinction. How did he become the best player in the game? Because he was out there averaging like 35, 8, and 8 on like two or three steals. Defensive player of the year, leading the league in scoring, winning the dunk contest, all in the same season, y'all. Let's not get it twisted. This is the black cat. Also, when his team was at its apex in the championship, it's okay for somebody else to win the finals MVP when you Magic or Bird, right? But when you MJ, it's like we gonna win every year because of him. And this is why I feel bad for Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen, this is, this is, this is, I feel bad for this point for Scottie, but it's true to highlight MJ's greatness. Scottie Pippen's one of the top 50 players of all time. When he played with MJ, did you say he make any game-winning shots? No. Ain't no. no question, like, who we riding with every night. It ain't no, oh, we making a play. Yeah, he made the play for Paxson, or he made the play for Kerr. But if you really look at those plays, he was only triple teamed. Like, he <laughs> had to pass the ball. You know what I'm saying? You know what you mean? And, then, and he was only wide open. Like, I played against him. He was trying to get over that right shoulder and turn through a turnaround jump shot. That's what he really wanted to do. And then the other thing, not only did he win finals MVP each time his team was at its best, he has two separate three-peats. How many three-peats does Kareem have? None. How about Magic? None. Bill Russell wants to be wants How to be about considered. Bird? <laughs> Bill Russell. Bill Russell has something to say about this. <laughs> Correct. He's the only one that can check into the scores table on this conversation. So again, M M MJ is the goat, and it, it, it it's remarkable what he's been able to accomplish on both ends of the floor. So Jalen, much like uh, you said, there's always a passing of the baton. My question for you is this: Is was there a moment when you're maybe in your Phoenix years, when you're getting a little older? And you see a player just younger and athletic, and you're like, you know what? Maybe this me I gotta get, I gotta, maybe I should dedicate some more time to this media thing. Was there a, was there a moment or a player where you're just <laughs> like, you know what? This is just getting a little too fast and bouncy for my taste. Well, it was it wasn't. It, I ain't have to wait to Phoenix for this. I think this was like either in Chicago. I think this was Chicago or Toronto, and it was it was T Mac. Oh yeah. I'm like, dog. I'm, I'm like, how is this, how is, how is he 6'10"? 
Yeah, like, he's, he's taller like, than you think. I'm, we we I'm went to six, Doha with him. T-Mac is taller than you yeah. think. Like, Jalen Rose is tall, but T-Mac is <laughs> towering over Jalen Rose. <laughs> yeah, he like the same height as KD. You know what I'm saying? Like people, and he wasn't real thin as his career progressed. Like, T-Mac got strong fast. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, when you start looking at his, like, uh, years in Orlando, like him and Grant Hill tried to team up. Like, if Grant Hill could have stayed healthy, let me. Do, do you know that they could have had Tim Duncan on that Orlando team with Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill? You know why it didn't Damn. happen? What? You know why it didn't happen? What? Okay. Orlando would have had them as a big three, except Doc Rivers. Sorry, Doc. I know way too much about these people's lives. Was uncomfortable with Tim Duncan bringing his family on the team playing. So Doc and the Magic upset Tim Duncan because Tim couldn't bring his peeps on the plane to Orlando. Oh, Doc. That's worse than all the 3-1 leads you could possibly you could possibly blow. <laughs> Google it right now. Well, right. you, I want you to Google. I haven't told this story. I've never even told you this story. So, like, I'm pretty sure there's some, like, paraphrasing. But Google, like, Doc Rivers, Tim Duncan, Airplane. It. Like, that was the same year I was a free agent. Grant Hill confirms controversial plane story that botched board. him. Oh, no. Oh, no. Grant Hill confirms the Tim Duncan Doc Rivers airplane story. More evidence revealed Thursday suggested had Doc Rivers made room on the Magic team plane for Tim Duncan's family, the Magic would have had one of the NBA's first free agency assembled super teams. Oh, no. Oh, no, Doc. <laughs> when I tell you the chicken lay eggs, get the skillet hot. Oh, no. Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill, and Tim Duncan. Foiled because they didn't want to give up three seats on a team plane. (laughs) Man. And you ready for this? This is a couple of years after they just lost Shaq. This is a couple of years. And by the way, you know why I know this so intimately and never really talked about it? I was also a free agent that summer. I was the other dude that got a max deal. Tim Duncan, Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill, and me were the dudes that got max deals that summer. So now if Tim Duncan leaves or they start to move around the table, my phone starts to ring. And imagine they could have had Tim Duncan with Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill. Ain't all of them in the Hall of Fame? Did, did I miss oh, them? Sure. Are, e- are, are each of First those guys ballot. in the Hall of Fame? First ballot. Okay, got it. Okay. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's what happened. Well, Jalen, I, I read Justin Tinsley's um, It Was All a Dream Biggie book while I was on vacation. Shout out to him. Great book. Everyone should read it. Brought, brought back no a lot doubt. of memories. No doubt. Shout Justin. Brought back a lot of memories of that era. A lot of the details I forgot about with that whole East Coast, West Coast thing. It was a great book. And one of the parts that they really detailed was the summer that Biggie spent in Los Angeles. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, wait a second. Isn't this the same summer that Jalen said he lived in the same building as Biggie Smalls? And I was reading all these details when about I tell you. how crazy it was and, uh, and how he needed security. And then people were worried he didn't have enough security. 
and how he was trying to squash the beef, but he loved Los Angeles and no one really understood why he was spending so much time in Los Angeles. So Mr. Rose, I was reliving this summer that he spent in Los Angeles. I think it was summer in 97, I want to say. What summer was it? And you were no. there too. I was in I was in LA as a second home every, let me say the key word, every summer from 1994, the year I got drafted, to 2018. Okay. Every. Okay. And including those. And let me tell you something. I reminded you, and I mentioned to you, I was staying at the LaMontrose off Sunset. Those years, that was a half a block away from Def Jam's office, which was on Sunset Boulevard. And like Dehaney. If you look into the history of rap music, I was in so many rap Def Jam videos then because I was in LA breaking bread with all of the artists. You don't just get in ludicrous video, you know, being a basketball player. I ain't a, I ain't a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? I ain't one of the greatest of all time. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to have me in the video because we was breaking bread and he was showing love. You know what I'm saying? And so like, that summer, Biggie was there. Faith was there. We were all staying at the LaMontrose Hotel. I told you, I saw his son in the lobby almost every day. I saw them multiple times. I saw we were staying at the same place at the same time. We might have exchanged um, other type of pleasantries as well. What do you mean? We might have just exchanged other type of pleasantries. Other type of pleasantries? Just, like, just, 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 just saying yeah. different types of greetings every time you see each other? Those types of pleasantries? I mean, it's just like, you know, um, it's California love. It was, it was just California, California love. love. The good point. California love. California well, everyone should love. read that book. It's a great book. California love. Great to be back doing the show with you, Mr. Rose. I appreciate everybody that listens to the podcast, our podcast family. We will be back again tomorrow. We won't leave you a long time without a dope positive step two. Why is that Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. Today I'm reposting the French Montana and the Killer Mike episode. Jalen and Jacoby, we up. We are not done. Got to give the beat